Thank you for listening to Live, Love, Give, Lead. I'm Brandy. And I'm Devon. And we are two entrepreneurs with a passion for supporting women in their personal and professional lives. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Live, Love, Give, Lead. Brandy here. Devon here. We're so excited to um, be putting out another episode. Yes. It's been a little while. It's been a little while. We took a little break. Yes, but we are back and ready ready to have some more great conversations with you all. So Yes, really great conversations. I feel like we've had so much insight over the last three months that we could literally have enough content for 10 years. Yeah, pretty much. I yeah. mean, coronavirus is like the content creator, I feel like. Yeah, seriously. So it's really great. Um, we have a topic today that we're excited to talk about because we feel like it's really relevant, especially during times of turmoil <laughs> and progress, right? Um, we are going to talk today about emotional decision-making versus logical decision-making. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of personal versus professional. Right, exactly. Yeah. So we we believe, as you know, that your personal and professional lives are really one and the same. And uh, so we're going to give some personal examples, some professional examples, and ask each other some questions about how we feel about this topic. So to kick things off, um, first of all, we felt like this was a hot topic, right? It's a hot topic. <gasps> I know in my business it is, and in your business it is. Oh, yeah. um, and I, I've grown so much. I recently hired a um, coach, a business coach again, but I feel like <laughs> I this is a really, them. this is a really good program, um, that I'm a part of. I decided to be a part of the E-Myth, um, community and it's really kind of making me revamp everything. But, um, she has forced me to really make some logical decisions and stop thinking so emotionally, which is very hard for me because, my team is my family. And I've always gone back and forth. Well, they're a team. They're not a family. But for mm -hmm. me, it's like, it is family. I don't know how else to get around that. <laughs> um, and so it makes it very difficult when making logical decisions because you're emotionally tied to the person or to the situation. And it can make it very sticky. But ultimately, if you want to protect your business, you have to be more logical. So hopefully we can help uh, our listeners find ways to prepare themselves for, for times like these where you have to make logical decisions and show them the benefit of making those decisions. Because, you know, immediately it doesn't feel good, mm -hmm. maybe, um, when you make a logical decision that makes sense for your business, but maybe um, tarnishes a little bit your relationship, um, your personal relationship with one of your employees. And if you really have a solid foundation anyways and a solid friendship and are able to separate um, your professional relationship versus your personal, then it shouldn't be harmed anyways. But I think the guilt that leaders mm -hmm. feel when you have to make hard decisions, and I would imagine in management, this is very hard when you have, especially with COVID, right? When you've mm -hmm. had to lay 10 of your team members off, for sure. some of the best ones maybe you've ever worked with, or maybe, um, you know, people that are experiencing hardships and this job really was everything to them. And it's not for lack of you not wanting them to have stability and have a job, but you just logically obviously have to do it because you know, the business is, is headed for trouble. It's true. So, and sometimes I think our, our pride can get in the way, you know, when making decisions, like I'm thinking about for those 
and I, I say unfortunately, but it may not be that unfortunate for those people during this time that have had to close their businesses. Yeah. Feeling that sense of pride, like, you know, what does yes. this mean that I shut down my business in the middle of a pandemic? But uh, knowing that there's there's long term effects that are going to be so much more beneficial if that's what you needed to do. Yeah. So I think that's a big thing, too. That is huge. I feel that way when I had the salon. And I wanted so bad to make it work. And I love the concept. And part of it was just like, okay, my ego as far as wanting to make sure it didn't fail. And two, just being emotionally attached to it, right? Mm -hmm. It had like a namesake to the business, blah, blah, blah. So I, I, I really was emotionally attached. But at the end of the day, the dollars and cents made no sense. <laughs> because I have the academy that is you know, did 20 times what the salon did. And yet the salon was sucking the life out of me and I couldn't figure out a way. And of course, now I'm, I'm finding out that it was my management lack of, but I had to make the decision to just sell it and be done and allow somebody else to do an amazing job, bringing it back to life. Right. But that was a really hard decision. Um, so what do you feel emotional decision-making is? So I think for me, you know, when I've made emotional decisions, it's been because I let my thoughts or my feelings supersede my logic. Yeah. Um, you know, like what outcome do I want? And, and allowing myself to listen to my thoughts and feelings that don't actually align with the outcome that I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's, when I make emotional decisions, that's usually why. And it's usually to either protect people, um, you know, like you said, protecting employees or um, making it because sometimes pride, like I don't want to let my pride go. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I, I think that that would probably be how I define it. Um, I would say that if you get immediate gratification, chances are it's an emotional you know, if That's you true. get this great feeling, over overwhelming sense of, um, you know, relief, it's probably emotional. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and not always because, well, I, I guess I feel like when it's logical, it hurts more. That is right? true. And so the, the pain tends to linger. When it's emotional, it's like, oh, great, I fixed it all. And now I feel all and good everything's and warm inside. Good again. Yes. That's true. Um, and let's be honest, as humans, we, we want that feeling. It's not like we enjoy feeling uncomfortable. I That's mean, not natural really to anybody. <laughs> immediate gratification is almost what this country is now built on. It's sad, but I feel like Amazon set the tone <laughs> and, and dating apps have set the tone. And so people are looking for... Um, immediate gratification, whether True. it's a sale, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a decision, whether it's problem solving. I've learned this time and time again that, you know, problems that have been solved that are really beneficial to my business weren't overnight. They took a yep. very long time, which I don't have patience for. Um, but I'm learning that. <laughs> Neither one of us are yeah. the most patient types. No. So. Absolutely. So I, I would definitely say if, if it feels good immediately, chances are you made an emotional decision. Um, also, if you're really thinking about it with your heart and, and very sensitive to the issue mm -hmm. or very close to the issue, um, 
chances are that it's becoming more emotional. Mm -hmm. You almost have to separate yourself and, and by no means become emotionless, but mm -hmm. really take uh, take away any kind of emotion you would get from it and, and try and separate that. Yeah, for sure. So what do you think about logical decision making? What is that? Yeah, this is definitely, I mean, obviously the opposite of emotion is logic. So right. you are removing your emotions from the decision altogether, even the person, right? Mm -hmm. So you would say in a circumstance where, okay, this is my good friend and she's my teammate. Okay, but let me remove the friendship. And if she wasn't my friend, what would I do in this situation? Mm -hmm. So in e removing, um, removing the emotional part of that decision, um, I think is will help it become a more logical decision. You mm -hmm. have to get to that point. I, I definitely feel like you need to remove things. But but logical, right, is things that actually make sense right. um, and add up. So whether it's numbers, whether it's, you know, however you measure, um, there needs to be some type of logical outcome, not an emotional outcome. So yeah. I, I don't know if I explained that on what logical decision making is, but well, I think that, I know what you're saying because you need to look at the facts, right? And yeah. facts are measurables, things that you can tangibly measure and identify. It's like math versus, uh, you know, writing. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Writing is maybe more emotional, maybe some factual, depending on and what subjective. you're writing. And subjective. That's yeah. the word. Yeah. Um, so thinking more objectively, looking at the facts, um, that would to me for sure be a lot yeah i think decision. you you said it exactly right be be make making sure which i always say what? i'm a very factual person that's true so don't be <laughs> alarmed or upset when i make you know certain comments or decisions because i go off logic so would you say you're more more of an emotional decision maker or logical that is a great question i think naturally i'm more of an emotional decision maker um, I think I've had to learn to become more of a logical decision maker. I would guess if we were to take what? a poll, creatives are, are more, emotional. more emotional. For yes. sure. Yeah. And I think it's a hard balance. And being a woman, I mean, you just have hormones. I, I, I feel like I teeter between a man and a woman. And I hate to <laughs> use a gender as an example, but I, and I just, did you see me tag you on LinkedIn? Oh, about, yeah. Um, something about, what did the little thing say about if, if I yeah, it said um, if I act bossy as a woman, you would say I'm uh, what did it say like out of line or something. But if I act bossy and I'm a man, then you would say I'm a leader. Yeah, well, I think right? it said B I T C H, didn't it? Oh, maybe <laughs> that um, would make sense. Yeah. So, anyways, I don't know where I was going with that, but I am factual and I feel like sometimes women don't receive that well because we are wired to be more emotional mm -hmm. only I have the balance of sometimes being both mm -hmm. so so that is um I don't think a character flaw at all I used to like feel embarrassed that I would be that way or or speak truth and I feel like no this is really as a leader Actually, how you should to, be. yeah and as as a leader and I, I can sleep at night while all of you are up all night wondering what that other person is thinking or yeah, how they're feeling. I was say that. I'm getting great sleep. So <laughs> I was thinking that, like, as you were talking about the transition for me of moving into becoming more of an uh, of a logical decision maker, and I think that's a big part of it. Like when yeah. you are an emotional decision maker, yeah. you are drained regularly. Yeah. So if you feel drained in your business, 
if you feel like, you know, every day you come in and as a business owner and as a leader, you're making decisions all the time. So if you constantly feel drained by your decisions, then I think that's a big indicator that you're an emotional decision maker. I agree 100 percent. That That is really great insight. Um, so when should each of these be used? That is the problem, right? Again, mm-hmm. in business, when you develop friendships or even colleagues, right? Yeah. Um, and I think they're always, here's where the demise of relationships start, is when one person in that relationship is more emotional and the other one is more logical. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just a colleague, you meet up to talk about you know, your latest read. And uh, you can see where two people would have very different outlooks if they were emotional or they, if they were more logical. Mm-hmm. So here would be the scenario. Let's meet up for coffee and you know chat about this book. And the other person might say, well, why don't we just jump on a call? Because they're thinking <laughs> logically, like, I don't have the time to sit for coffee. Yeah. It's not that I don't like you, but this is how I connect. And the emotional person may be like, well, I was hoping to see you in person and enjoy uh-huh. a, a drink with you or whatever. And the logical person is thinking, I, I, I can't. I want to discuss this book. And at the end of the day, it's about the book. And I want to see what your reflection and perspective is versus mine. It's not really Definitely. getting being engaged in an emotional relationship. So I feel like this is even, and that's a simplistic example, but... And this is where triggers come in, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. then somebody's triggered and their feelings are hurt and all these things. And it was never intentional. It's really just like, logically, I don't have that time. My intention with this relationship was to get what I could out of the book. Mm -hmm. And I want to know your perspective. It's that simple. So I feel like it can get very sticky. And especially with women, I hate to to use women just as an example, because it isn't always true. I mean, if if you're just more emotional um, maybe have more estrogen as a man, <laughs> then you probably feel this way as well. You know what I mean? Th- this is just this is just innate. This is your chemical makeup. That's so right. not always all women. I feel like I'm a little less wired, but I still have my own triggers. I've learned though through business to interpret those relationships for what they are and not take it so personal. That's I think a key point. Not taking it so personal. It is business at the end of the day. And I think one thing that can happen, like in the situation you described, is people getting offended. If you feel constantly offended, if your employees feel constantly offended, again, flags, these are indicators that the person is probably making emotional decisions or they're wired in a more emotional yeah. way. So, And you can't always shut it up. I mean, God <laughs> right. knows, right? I have little get-togethers for my team and it's it like, oh, casual, you know, you should come as a team building. If you don't come, you're pissed. I'm pissed. <laughs> and you'll know it. That's true. Um, but, and, and that's emotional for me, right? But that's mm-hmm. also, I'm, I'm actually glad I brought this up because it's really about, that's so important to me. That is a part of of our team of where business. we can get yeah. emotional and we can be vulnerable and have fun and show a different side That's versus, true. and maybe I'm just trying to talk myself out of this, but this is really <laughs> my perspective on it. And I of don't, course I'm like, That's true. I know. I'm just, you know, you're, you're just, you know, encouraging me more. You're, <laughs> you're an enabler here. Um, but I feel like that is the time to be emotional. So the rest mm-hmm. of the time, you know, a lot of my teams has to see me work very logical. 
and I don't get to always connect or I just make a hard decision or they may think, oh, she doesn't even care about me. That is a time where I show I do care about you. And here's where I can show you my emotions. I'm not having to make logical decisions or, um, you know, logical anything. We can just have fun and engage and be authentic. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think there are definitely some fine lines like that, too, because, you know, showing up for a team event, it, it's business related, like you're saying, but it is where we can get more comfortable. But at the same time, if your employee shows up late to the team event, it, it does get kind of emotional. But it's also still, I feel like, logical. What does that mean about how you care about your team? It can you get know very, I mean? it can get so sticky. Think, yeah. yeah, there, there's a lot of, yeah. Yeah, we we could we could have what we're saying is we could have ten episodes about this subject. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So the question was like, when should each of these be used? And I don't know if we can answer that just straightforward. I think that (laughs) I think if you can be conscious, right, of am I taking this personal? Or is this really a decision? You know, this is the same with um people that may have to let their their cargo or their, you know what I mean? And it maybe it meant, it was a 1969 Camaro and <laughs> it was super emotional for them. But logically, it doesn't make any sense. You're retiring and you're going to go live in the Bahamas. And mm-hmm. where are you going to put this 1969 Camaro when this isn't part of your life's plan? Right. It's emotional because it was a car you had when you were 18, right? That's true. So, I feel like you have to assess, is this personal for me or is this just business? Because those two things can even happen in your personal life. Mm -hmm. We just sold our camper and we were like, oh my gosh, but do we really want to sell it? I mean, we have so so many many memories. memories. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was like, financially, this doesn't make any more sense. Um, We didn't love, you know, we wanted to actually transition into like a motor home versus a pull behind. because we have different life plans, but getting rid of it, it was like still sad. But, you know, we had to be logical. We're not going to pay on this all winter. Now is the time to sell it. People, there's a shortage in RVs because everybody wants to have their own RV for COVID. <laughs> Live off the um, grid. So we knew now was the time. And so, but that was, that could have been a very emotional decision. And we could have held on to it because of the memories and our mm-hmm. kids and all these things that were emotionally involved. So well, I think it's important too, to realize that even when you make logical decisions, it doesn't mean you're not going to have an emotional reaction. Yeah. You know, 100%. Like that's, that's huge. We don't just cut it off. I don't think that even makes sense. You know, so in talking about this question, when should we use them? It's like, you're still going to feel maybe the emotional effects of logical decisions like selling your RV like that was the right thing to do but I still feel kind of sad that we had those memories in that RV but we have the photos so you know it's good so I think that you know that's feeling emotional about is sometimes a byproduct of a logical decision yeah like you know it's the right thing but it's kind of like when you cut off an old friend right I've definitely (laughs) had to do that like you know this is an old relationship and there was something that said i, I loved it there was a quote that said um you're so good at remembering quotes <laughs> i don't like even know how you do that it's like you're it's like a part-time hobby you're not even aware of it, it is weird because yes. i do try to commit them to memory it's weird and i'm probably not going to say this one right but it was something about essentially longevity doesn't represent quality and i thought yeah. when it comes Amen. to Okay. So I'm like, well, that is a great quote because that's so true. Does it matter? Like sometimes a relationship or whatever 
though you've had it for forever doesn't mean that the value is there. Maybe it yeah. was once there. Yeah. Right. And so you have to also live in the present, I feel like make decisions first. Let's be logical and let's be in the moment right now. Stop thinking about the past, yeah. you know, um, and then cut it off if you have to. Yeah. Our next. Well, one of our questions was like, how how do you refrain from becoming emotional? But I feel like a better instead of answering that, I want to say you have to have a system. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have personal core values in which you measure these emotional and logical decisions by, then chances are you're probably not going to do a great job at making the final decision. Yep. So you have to have your standards and your core values and then say, okay, does this measure? And, and even within business, I have core values in business. That's right. And at the end of the day, if my staff is not following those core values, that's part of our operations. And logically, it's like, well, then they're probably not suited for the job or maybe their specific job description. If they're not able to measure up to those expectations mm -hmm. of the position, then it's very easy. But if I have no measurement, That's right. it's gonna be very easy to slip into an emotional decision. It's not logical. It's, emo it's how you're feeling at the moment. So true. And you know, it's funny, I'm actually having flashbacks. I don't know if I like these to my teaching days because I'm not a parent. And I've, I've watched many people parent, but I feel like as a parent, this is a, a great uh, analogy as well. When I was a teacher in my first year teaching elementary school, I remember I, I had no standards. Like I was fresh out of school. Nobody, <laughs> yeah. they don't really prepare you for that. They don't. Like, you just I, I went go. through a teaching program too. And thank God I only did long-term subbing because. It was just insane. It was <laughs> completely different than what they teach you in college. And I remember having a pretty uh, diverse group of kids that were challenging. And because I didn't go in with like, I mean, I had my little behavior chart, yeah. but I really didn't have a standard and a system for how I was going to execute that chart. Yeah. Like, what are the lines? If they do this, then what happens, yeah. right? So because I wasn't clear, I was doing a lot of yelling. I was yelling. I was, you know, just like, all right, you go over there and, you know, yeah. do this project. I mean, I was just making stuff up on the fly. Yeah. And I think that happens with parents too. If you don't have a set of standards for your children, then the same thing. You're, oh, you're reacting you. emotionally and you get out of hand. So I think standards is key to making logical decisions and not becoming overly emotional. A hundred percent. So I, we did this during quarantine. My kids and I mm -hmm. created a rule list in our house and it mm -hmm. said to live happily and, ha you know, like live happy with love, blah, blah, blah. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when we don't break these rules, this is how we will live. So. When my kids come to me and they're crying and blah, 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 hit me. And I say, well, did you retaliate? <laughs> and retaliation <laughs> is on our chart. Okay. John Paul, did you put your hands on Cristiano? Yes, I did because he did this. Cristiano, did you put your hands? Yes. And I retaliated. Both of you broke the rule. Mm -hmm. So how would you like me to handle this? Versus, you know, them trying to get me to take one person's side or yeah, the other. Well, he started that can be first. very emotional, especially when I see scratch marks down my son's arm or right? <laughs> right you see some kind of physical altercation it's very easy to emotionally jump in yep. and handle it and instead right. i go back to our rules list and say well you both broke the rules so how how are we going to move forward yep. so if you don't have your standards and your core values it's going to be hard to kind of make 
any kind of logical decision because you don't have anything to measure. You, know, you can't funny. drive that home enough. I know I've said it a few times. Yeah, I was thinking too in business, I have like a policy about t uh, time off or like breaks in the schedule at the salon and things like that. And I remember thinking, so-and-so just keeps leaving for like lunch and breaks and this. And then I was starting to get annoyed. Like, yeah. why are you leaving so much? Yeah. And then sometimes I feel like your perception is off. Yeah. Like maybe they're not actually not leaving that much. Maybe you're just noticing it, but they're right within the means of the policy. Yeah. So if they're in the means of the policy and they're just using the policy, you can't get mad. Yeah. If you don't you like got, the policy, then you that's gotta, your own problem. You got to change. And the you policy. need to change. Mm -hmm. So sometimes, yeah, <laughs> that just reminded me of that experience. So I think, um, so another question we have here, how do you keep yourself? Well, we just talked about that, really. What advice should we give women entrepreneurs who have to make hard, logical decisions? Because mm. we can easy, easily be labeled the B word, right? True. When you're not empathetic or sympathetic enough, mm -hmm. you're the B word. Mm -hmm. So, or I remember being in relationships as a young person, they'd be like, she's a psycho. Did you, <laughs> did you ever go through this? Oh my God, this was the well, word of my time. People always called me crazy. Oh yeah, crazy or psycho. Oh yeah, she's crazy. That girl's she's crazy. She's crazy, yeah. We are not crazy because we have standards. Mm -hmm. I am sorry that I am not allowing you to treat me this way and you'd like to look at it as crazy or psycho, but this is my core values for myself. Mm -hmm. So my advice would be, um, it's definitely delivery. If I've been called out on anything, it's my delivery. So if you can work on your delivery while you're making these logical decisions, it's a lot easier, I think, for the recipient to understand mm -hmm. if, if another person is, is involved. Um, I also think you'd have to do a fact check, right? You have yep. to have facts and you have to have your standards in which you don't sell yourself short on. Right. Like if these are your standards, you're not bending them because all of a sudden you like this person. So mm -hmm. um, I would absolutely say you need a measurement, core values, standards, and you have to do a fact check right? And, yeah. and really try and stick to that and write it on a piece of paper. Um, I remember before I met my husband, you know, I was reading The Secret and, you know, all this like summoning like the right person into my life. And I remember writing down, okay, well, what can I absolutely not live without? And mm -hmm. then what can I not accept? Like, absolutely not. And mm -hmm. so, that helps you make some logical decisions, especially even in dating, right? For sure. It's like, well, they don't even have one of my <laughs> requirements here. And, and they don't have to be, it was never about money. It was like chivalry for me. Like mm -hmm. that is important to me. They have to be handy. I'm not, do not think <laughs> men are attractive if they can't hang a picture. They have to call somebody in for that. That's just my thing, right? So there's things yet that you have to figure out how your life is going to, well, how your life and your business are going to abide by. Yeah, 100%. I think that um, th those were all great and really in line with my thoughts because the standards is huge. And I also think the standards help you prepare for making these decisions. Like you don't just make logical decisions. No. You have to be prepared yeah. to make these kinds of decisions. And I think the only way to properly prepare yourself is to have a set of standards, have a set of we're doing our KSIs. Yeah. You're measuring sticks. <gasps> redoing that. The things that we don't always love to do. Yeah. But, you know, once you get it done, that's it. There's your standard. So if anybody comes into a position in your business, 
here's the measuring stick. Whether I like you or not, sometimes, I mean, you do want to like the people you work with, let's yeah. be honest. And that is emotional. <laughs> well, I think the bonus I, is when you're an entrepreneur, you get to pick who you work right. with. Right. Exactly. But the logical part of it is, is I may like you a lot, but you don't meet the standards or I may, you know, halfway like you, I'm still getting to know you, but you're killing it with the KSIs, right? So I think being prepared and having the right things in place to empower yourself to make those decisions is important. Yeah. And know that you're always growing. I mean, every single day I... I advance to a better, more solid decision maker mm-hmm. with the challenges that come across my desk. That's right. True. So know that each one, and I was sharing this um, about Joe Olstein. He was talking about how, you know, there was a contract or he was getting sued for, you know, some silly thing for a house he sold. And long story short, he was sick over it. And then later it prepared him for, you know, the logical decision making and being less emotional for taking on this huge building in which now he conducts his church. Right. Mm -hmm. But we have to embrace. So when you get discouraged, I'm going to just leave with this note. When you get discouraged and you feel like, you know what, I'm just, I'm just so drained. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I don't want to have to make this decision because it's really hard. Know that it's preparing you for bigger decisions and, and a more solid leadership. So I would embrace that. And I would, I think you should share about, remember we talked about emotionally being drained. This is how you know you're making emotional decisions. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I think, um, as I mentioned earlier, when you feel so emotionally drained, you actually can't make logical decisions in that time is how I feel. Yeah. So you've got to also always work on, which we're doing this actively all the time. You have to always work on your people say mental health and I I feel like that's being thrown around, but work on your emotional wellness and and clarity and and clarity for sure. That's a big part of it. So uh, we're so glad that you all tuned in uh, to this episode and we hope that you took away some helpful tips on helping you to make more logical decisions and uh, also the right times to be emotional about it. Yes. I wish you the best of luck and don't get discouraged. That's right. And uh, be a fact checker. Make that your side gig. <laughs> Make it your <laughs> side gig. <laughs> your hobby. Not like we need another thing yeah. to do when we're in business, right. but you know. All right. Well, ciao for now. Ciao for now. Thank you for listening. Please be sure to subscribe for weekly episodes. And don't forget to visit our website for your free download on how to discover your true identity at livelovegivelead.com. Of course, you can always find us on Facebook and Instagram. And as always, live your best life, love unconditionally, give generously, and lead by example.